0: Well, what do we got going on last week, this week, the prior week, you, what, whatever. <laughs> we both, we both finished Lords. We did finish Lords. And Since I've, that was such a long discussion, let's wrap that up. I just want to say I love how you're going in and have already went into New Game Plus. I secretly yeah. think you love that game. I don't love it. I would never say I love it, but I do like it. I would recommend people play it. That's that's as far as it's going to go. That's a big that's a big thing. A Nick Reed recommendation. And and it's only because I would hope it launches people into playing Souls. That's the only reason. So, so you like it for its catalyst opportunity, catalytic opportunity. I don't know. Yeah, even a thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um as far as like beating it you and i had totally different troubles too did we like you were you were complaining about some stuff that i had no real issue with and you took fucking forever in the catacombs yeah yeah so one one area of the game where it's it's like the only tight corridor area it the game again doesn't really give you any direction, kind of like the Souls series, and so you kind of are just left to your own devices to find where to go. And in New Game Plus, I got to this area again, and you can sidestep that entire part. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't picture how, but it's also because the catacombs were so just fucky in general that I, I, just, I don't, I don't know. This is going to be real, real minutia for listeners, but like. When you first enter the catacombs, that big circular door, the only path that you can go down, you just go straight. You just go straight, and you end up at that circular area that you and I were having so much trouble talking about and figuring out where that was. The cell area and or you the can, arena? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, you area. get you get okay. there within seconds, and then you just unlock the gate and fight the boss. So <laughs> so how far are you, are you? Are you finishing New Game Plus? No, I'm not. I'm done. I, how far did you get? It, it's a waste of time. I got to that boss. The
1: So the that would spider been looking like thing.
0: Th- no, past that. The one past that. It would have been the fifth boss? Is that the fifth one? Yeah, that's the fifth one. Cause the spider one was the fourth, the graveyard dude was the third. Okay. So yeah. I got I got fairly into New Game Plus very quickly too. I I think within two hours I got to that boss because I was just flying through everything and Annihilating. So nothing everything. really. Scaled? I died one time. Did nothing scale? Mm-hmm. I can't tell. Huh. I c- I couldn't tell. Like, the the thing with the thing with the Soul series and is the new game plus once you beat it and start a new one. Enemies are significantly stronger. Mm-hmm. And also with Scholar of the First Sin for Dark Souls Two, they changed enemy placement, enemy actual what enemies are in what areas. See I thought they were doing that with Lords but they they did not. And that was why that was why I was playing it was because I wanted to know exactly what changed for, if anything for a new IP did. though. I think Lords is going in a right direction for their sequel. Maybe. Maybe because maybe. I actually I I did a quick I did a quick search cuz I was curious about what we know about the second game. I thought nothing. Or is there stuff out there? Not not really anything i found a I found an article about how like an executive producer left or something, and they're saying that they're trying to reach a broader audience with the second one eh. i don't I don't know what that means because it doesn't say like we're making it easier or anything, and I doubt that's what they'd be doing. Well, it's also only one of the teams because there were two behind the first game one yeah, one was a publisher and one was a developer, both from Poland or something i actually i don't know. I that's I've never been totally clear on that. This article says the CI games are the the developer or something. Hmm. But it the, the most interesting thing from this is that the first game was profitable. Oh, was it? Which good. I'm surprised which I'm surprised no, by. Good. Yeah. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it says it sold hundreds of thousands, which I'm very very surprised by. It I mean, it got reviewed fairly well. Fairly well. Um Yeah. I don't know. Sleeper, how did the how did yeah. Demon Souls sell like at first? No idea, because back then that was not something I was ever reading about or paying attention to. It probably after the fact now has sold well. Yeah. if I had to guess, um, like people getting into Dark Souls and wanting to go back or something. Well, Lords did what we initially said with the whole Cataclysm, whatever thing that I Catalyst Catalyst Cataclysm the Cataclysm. Um, <laughs> I want to play the third souls i'm excited for it because yeah i don't know why i like lords i'm something inside of me say is like saying souls 3 is going to be the exact same thing lords is but obviously they're completely with m- different games with significantly better control and feel and everything all all aspects are going to be significantly better <laughs> but still shitty compared to witcher whatever the uh it and also I know you're probably going to like Souls Three now because you were able to tolerate the shittiness of Lords, like in terms of feel and stuff. So So that did did the, the, the um final boss not take you a while? Yeah. No. Or the uh no. the uh the flame and the electric thing before that? No. No, so like Josh got stuck on a boss for However long. I don't know how long it took you. I beat it my first try. Wait the final boss or the other one? <laughs> the Guardian one. Okay. The one um. that you said was a bastard or something. Mm-hmm. I had no issue with it at all. And then I didn't also have so the last boss. I didn't have the the Guardian and the last boss I had no issues with once I changed my weapon. I was using like a slow heavy axe. And then I switched to some gauntlet look hand things and it made it all Did you ever switch weapons or were you always using the same thing? Not really. I never needed to worry about it, no. That is one thing they need to change. Just well, weapons not... and armor, I, I think so. Oh, 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 yeah. I want them to fix all of that. The inventory was a nightmare. Getting getting loot and stuff was, again, a nightmare. I hated it. They definitely need to change how that works. But as far as like having to change up how you play for a boss, totally in favor for that because that's what Souls kind of does having you like you need to switch weapons yeah, and like styles yeah you can't just rely on doing it one way for the most part like that might get you through a majority of the game but eventually you're going to get to something that makes you have to stop and think about what you're actually doing do you see people are already downloading souls because it's available in like japan or something so if you it's something weird yeah that you can switch you can download it you can change your region of your, and it's only the Xbox version. You can change your region to Japan or something and buy it and still play it in English. Also, but uh, they said it wasn't the finished version though, which is weird. Seeing it's yeah. only it's three weeks out, three and a half weeks out. Yeah, and it's that's really weird because it's available in Japan. I think in the first place, that's why you can do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they need to change between the two regions. And and also they've given out I mean they've given out review copies to to like websites and streamers. Like there are there are Twitch streamers that have copies of the game too. When's the embargo on that up? Have you seen anything? No. I mean it comes out in two weeks, so it's probably not for like two weeks really in terms of scores. Is it is it but only two weeks? Is it it is already almost April first. Huh? April twelfth. Yeah. Oh wow. Huh. Yeah. Where's the time go? Twenty sixteen. I don't know, but I don't care because I just want to play Dark Souls. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the two v one podcast. I'm Nick, and this week I'm just joined by Josh. Alex is on vacation He's over taking this uh, his his holiday monthly one episode off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seems like the past couple months. <laughs> um, so Souls, how excited are you yeah. for it? I'm very excited, I, and and I'm just like killing time. I feel like trying to wait for it. What are you killing? I'm getting? I'm. What are you killing I'm time with? Backlogs and stuff. Uh. Well, yesterday, I had off work. Why do you? That's know? right. They gave a, they gave it to us off. I don't know. Whatever. Can't complain. Um. No, I'm definitely not going to complain because I played Civilization Five for like six or seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> is it is this still this? So is this still the same like, what do you call them? matches games? What do you- I don't even know what campaign. I don't even know what you would technically call it. Just a game, but it's but it's still the same one you're on from the beginning, right? No, no, no. So I finished one of them. The first one I started. Did you become emperor or president or whatever the end game goal is? No. So there's I don't I, I can't remember if I actually explained like the win states. You can win by having the most culture. You can win as <laughs> the most culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like having the most, I don't know, like the most ancient ancient heritage sites and spreading religion around and pop singers blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, you can win as a mili- as having the most military and like conquering everybody, which I feel like would be really difficult. You can win with diplomacy and that's just having everybody agree to elect you as the world leader Oh, that would never really, happen which is really funny yeah and and i actually got pretty close to doing that in my first game cuz i had you you like you set up it, they set up like a like a world congress like the united nations basically mm-hmm. at, at near the end game and if you are controlling a massive civilization like you have multiple cities with um, a, a high population, and then you are also taking over city states, which are like independent things. You can become allies with them; they give you an, a certain number of delegates to cast votes with. <laughs> this sounds and, terrible. No, it's great. It's great, and I actually could have won that way. But the other, the other win state, uh, the there's a there's a science victory too, which means you do the space race and you build a rocket, and once you build a <laughs> rocket, you win. You out. I don't know why everybody. that's a victory. I I don't really know why that's a victory. Does it Does but, uh, it matter how you win, or is it diff Does that differ no. in any way? It's just hey, you reach the and you win. Your your path Your path to those different win states is different, obviously, because yeah. you're spending time developing certain things in that direction. So, do you choose which way you want to go from the start, or when you start a game? does yeah. it kind of more lean towards something else. Because isn't it no? It's it's a game, completely open ended. So but when you start a game isn't it kind of randomized like who you start as what you start with you you can set up a game however you want i i've been doing randomized for these two i've only done two games but i've done randomized uh what what civilization it gives me and what uh other civs i'm playing against i think that's always random but you can do like random map like there's a bunch of different maps in terms of like land mass and water and stuff you can set how many total civilizations there are, so, like, that, that determines the size of the game. So I'm playing against eight in this current one. So there's eight people I need to deal with that are also building up the mili- their own military and stuff and all that, you, and taking over land when, and When you're taking wars over land and, and killing off other civs, do you have a feeling of enlightenment or entitlement? Oh, my God. So I had... I had I'm taking that as a I guess. had... I had an extreme, like lizard brain reaction yesterday, where in this current game I'm playing as ger- as Germany, and I, again, more more minutia. Every civ has like minor positives, like so for Germany, they're they're you start out with. They're kind of more militaristic than anybody, and I forget what the other one is. But, like, you, you just start out with, like, benefits. You beer to everyone and get them all hammered and just then take them <laughs> over. You know, actually, that's, it's weird. They have all these other things that you develop as you play the game, but I don't remember anything about alcohol. That's Like, that would be, that would be pretty funny. But, um, anyway, yesterday, so, like, I started this game with a little bit uh, of my own setup. Like, I wanted to see what the other maps were. So, I started this one as a map that is a bunch of, like, islands spread out around the world. It's not, like, big continents or anything. So, so the map it's... is a world-based map? Oh, yeah. Like, the entire yeah. world. It's not just, like, a region. No, okay. no. It's, like... I mean, whatever Determine Depending on the size of the game and how many civilizations you're playing against, that's what determines the size of the world. Okay. Is the world but... flat, or is it round? It's... Fl- I mean, it's flat. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so... It's just so you can, you know, scroll like you can scroll across the whole thing, and it's just flat for game's sake. Like you're not spinning a globe. Well, I mean, the, the Earth Which the world be... is flat anyways, so that's realistic. You're right. You're right. Real real life, the Earth is flat. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, so I started this game with a set map of the smaller islands because I wanted to play a little bit more with the naval stuff. Like in my first game, I didn't really get boats. Going too much. It was more land-based stuff. Bodie McBoatface. What? Oh, you didn't hear about that? No. I uh, I think it's in the UK or something. There's this new ship they're building, or they built, and they opened it up to the public to name the ship through polls. <laughs> and as of now, the the this royal ship's going to be called Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's Bodie McBoatface. That's really something, great. I think. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. No, I don't have any boats named Bodie McBoatface. That's unfortunate. (laughs) But anyway, started that game with this in mind, and, you know, just totally different play style now, which is awesome. And I'm aiming for a science victory this time, so I'm trying to build a rocket and get to space and win. But I had neglected to build up a military. I hadn't built any any adversarial units at all because nobody had started any wars, nothing was happening like that, nobody so you was didn't trying prepare. to No, I was I was completely unprepared, and that was really stupid. So so one of the civilizations that's in my game is America. And <laughs> This game's hysterical to me. Dude, it's so fun. I love it. But the uh the the leader of America is Washington. So out of nowhere he declares war on me. And, and within, and, and you, you can only see so much of the map, right? Like, mm-hmm. one, you, you can clear out the map and see like where land masses and cities are. But if you don't have active units in certain parts of the map, you can't see what's actually happening. So, like, so in if terms you don't have other like, units coming through or whatever. So if you don't have a station in America, you can't go to America and see what they're doing. Right. Sure, like like you can't see what they're building, really. Yeah, that makes sense. You can't sense. see where their military is. Yeah, totally. It, yeah, it makes total sense. So, because I wasn't really focusing on anybody else, I was still focusing on my own shit. You're a terrible leader. Out of nowhere, he declares war, and then immediately takes over one of my cities. It's completely surrounded by uh warships, and and he just and he just destroyed me. Like it, he took it over instantly i couldn't do anything and i was just like fuck you <laughs> and i just immediately started immediately started building up my military can you build nukes yes you can i haven't i i actually like can right now in that current game but i'm not going to cuz i don't want to win that way i'm trying not to win that way cuz i'm i've sort of become a conqueror <laughs> based on based on this inciting event from washington so, like, because he did that out of nowhere, I was pissed. Yeah. And I immediately just started building up my military and I wiped Washington off the face of the earth. America is no more. He, I took all of his cities. Everybody got pissed at him too. Like, I had other allies that were like, what are you doing? So they, they wiped him out too. Completely wiped out America. <laughs> I, I, I wish, it was great. I wish the listeners could see your reaction as you were speaking about that because you were getting so into it. I'm so excited. I seriously like that's why that's why I got so into playing it for such a long time yesterday because that happened, and I didn't want to stop until he was dead. <laughs> it's, it's, I I don't I don't know what to say. I I just think this entire game is hysterical. It's. It's so cool. I love it. Have you played any of the prior ones, or is this your first experience? No, no, I had never played any of them, and I'm planning to at least check out four someday. I don't know when, just out of curiosity. Okay, out of curiosity, I was gonna say the why, like what, what would be a point of going back and playing the older ones when does Um, the game really change? If anything, they just get better. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much it actually changes. Like, I think the victory states of Maybe always been the same, and like the same uh l- leaders mm-hmm. of the civilizations has always been the same. So like that's not going to be any different. Um, is there six coming out? I'm sure at some point. I'm checking now. But between Civilization Five and whatever they're doing now, they released Civilization Beyond Earth. I was just about to ask about that. I have no idea what that is. Which it's a it's a space one. I played a demo of it, and I was sort of sort of interested in it but it it sounds like it's not that great like critically i've heard that it's kind of just like another civ 5 with a space skin so i don't know i'm not totally interested in it maybe maybe someday but yeah i just want to check out an older one like i said purely out of curiosity i just want to know like how it works, what the systems are like, if they're really any different or anything. Once Souls come back, will you ever go back and play Civ again? Probably, yeah. I mean, I I think after this, after I finish this game, I'm going to step back from it because I need to stop sinking a ton of time into it. And I I also don't want to get burnt out on it. Like, I want to try, like, there's a bunch of different maps that you can play with. Um there's set, a bunch of different civilizations you can play as, so do you set terrain too? Like can you do like No, that's randomized. Oh, okay. okay. As far as I know. That's not one of the things that you can pick. Like mountainous regions, desert regions. Yeah, like it that's randomized because it determines it determines the, the resources that everybody's gonna have available. So like it probably has to generate some sort of balance with that stuff. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want you to just set it, you know? So, what else have you been using to? Sib's real cool. Waste your time until souls devours you. I started the Automatron DLC for Fallout. Tell me about that because I know I honestly didn't even know there were quests involved. I thought it was just an additional thing you can do. Like I didn't know it was quest based. It's kind of just an additional thing. Like the so far the quests that I've done are just. Go to this place and get a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like every every other quest, really. But but it is it does have a plot with there's some dude in the wasteland that's like collecting up all these robotic pieces and building an army. Oh, that's fun. And his yeah, his name is the Mechanist, and he he has like uh those ibots mm-hmm. floating around like spreading his propaganda about about like embracing robots and like taking down humans or something really ridiculous like it's he's just he just sounds like a a nut and that's that's fun Mm -hmm. but the whole the whole plot is to stop him that's it now i i think you and i had the same initial opinion on fallout how it was just okay yeah are you having fun getting back into it yeah yeah actually like i i Even though we were pretty negative about it on the podcast, like, I still like the game. Mm -hmm. And I still had a lot of fun with it. I put a lot of time into it. I was planning on getting the DLC no matter what. So, it's cool getting back to it. I mean, after taking a step away from it for a couple months and then coming back and, you know, realizing what weapons I have and, like, what my status of things are. And it's... It's just nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I actually did kind of really enjoy myself with this. The only reason I was negative on it was because it's just again, it's just Fallout Three. Yeah. Really. So And supposedly the next DLC Far Harbor is and I don't I don't know what this means, but larger than Shivering Isles for Oblivion. I it's gonna be it's gonna be another map. Okay. As far as I understand. It's gonna be like Point Lookout was in Fallout Three. The point point And Lookout, Shivering Isles was in Oblivion. Point Lookout wasn't huge. It was, was it? decently sized. See, I don't remember. I don't the know. I don't mean, the si- the c- what does the size mean? I, I don't, that just, doesn't mean anything. I guess just more variety, more things. Point Lookout had a, a pretty cool story it and did, like yeah. plenty of things to do. Yeah. Like it was, it had enough content. I don't know how big the map actually was, but it was a separate map. I mean, so. Yeah. It's like saying with Blood and Wine though. Blood and Wine for Witcher 3, they're saying is what the size of Witcher 2 as a game. No, yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. That means content, mm-hmm. not necessarily the size of the world, especially because Witcher Two is not open. Mm-hmm. So, but comparing things like that, I assume it just means content, really. Okay, fair. I always, I always yeah. take that as actual size.
1: Yeah, I, no, I, I th- correlate that content doesn't mean with size anything.
0: sometimes. Yeah, I, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Not necessarily. It's like Fallout Four, Fallout Four, technically, is not a huge map. But it has a ton of shit in it. It's dense because it's an old colonial city in America. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So, I think that was one of, also one of the reasons I didn't like it as much as 3 is that I don't like the density. I liked the open wasteland more in 3. Yeah, but it was nothing. It was all nothing. I, I that's, think that's that's what 4 was nothing too, I mean. But no, I'm saying like uh, having that big size... Mm-hmm. Was annoying in three because you had to you had to run everywhere. See, I, like I never to I run didn't every- mind that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Even even back then, I didn't love that. I don't. I didn't love that in Oblivion either. Oblivion would take you a long time to get from one point to another point mm-hmm. until you started sprinkling the map with fast travel points. So, like, I don't know. That the size thing just doesn't matter. I'm excited for Far Harbor because of content i guess and another area to explore even if it's not that big that's whatever yeah i don't think anyway i'll probably never play fallout again four i mean i don't see no, why i would I, it, it would require you to buy it again yeah unnecessary and i never rebuy yeah. things i get rid of so never never continue you just rent continue them. with your fallout All automatron Auto, i don't even, is it automatron? the only the, the only other part to it was that you can build robots now but i haven't um totally spent any time doing that so is it like a new character then you build a robot and you play as the robot or how does that work no no it's like a companion okay so you kind of have to be into the companion thing i which, never used companions yeah like some people weren't i d- i did just because like i use nick valentine the synth mm-hmm. he was sweet as hell um and and they actually start automatron immediately giving you a new companion which is a which is a self aware robot named Ada she's pretty cool they they talk a, so one little shred of plot that I was starting to like about this is that they're giving robots personalities like well and my biggest I mean, didn't some of the synths in the first in the base game have a personality? Like Valentine, he had a personality. He's like the only one. Well, though. he's really the only synth you would do much with, really. And there's another there's another one that I know about that would be a spoiler. But oh, I I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so so there's there's a little bit of that in the first game, and that was one of my biggest problems with it was it wasn't fleshed out enough with the whole synth thing. Like that could have been really cool but they barely did anything with it it was just a it was just a plot device to get to the institution and then oh the game's over <laughs> the main plot's over but with this one with Automatron they they've been like they've been building up so far like two robot characters that have a personality and have dialogue and have all this stuff and that's really cool like i was excited about that it's probably not going to go anywhere because it's probably very short but at least it at least has that little that little hook Mm -hmm. for me you know to keep playing so that's cool and i and i haven't built any robots yet because like i don't have enough pieces so you have to that's the thing that kind of sucks you can't like yeah it's it's another crafting thing. Like it's a settlement. It's a thing that you have to put down uh. in a settlement, and and it's an it's a workbench. It's basically a workbench that just requires specific parts, and whatnot. And yeah, obviously you're not into that. Mm-hmm. But back to the whole companion thing, I kind of just want to build a cool robot. That that's all. <laughs> I just want to put. I just want to put a robot. I wonder how much variety it, there is in it. It looks like a lot. Yeah. 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 Like it. You can. It's kind of like the uh, the power armor building thing, where you pick a head, you pick a torso, you pick each leg, See, each arm. I didn't think there was much to the power armor though, because yes, there are different heads and different arms and stuff, but it, they all kind of looked the same. Mm. For the, most I mean, part, they look the same. Yeah. sure. For the power armor, other than the head, the head was different. Mm-hmm. But you could give them a lot of different uh, attributes mm-hmm. and stats and whatnot, so that. That's cool, but actually, with the Automatron robot stuff, they can look significantly different because how many different kinds of robots do you fight in that game? And then you can get—they added more of them first of all, and then now you can get individual pieces from all of them and piece them together and build some insane monstrosity. Have you done anything else with uh, Wentworth? Is that its name, Wentworth? Wentworth, the the first Codsworth. Codsworth, yeah. What's what? I never even, you know, I never even knew he was a companion. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like I, I didn't, I didn't hardly talk to him at all after the beginning of the game. So no, (laughs) I just sent any time I encountered a potential companion, I just sent them back to my uh that red gas station by Sanctuary, which is where I had everything. I sent them all to Sanctuary. (laughs) See, that's that's one of the problems I had with it, and I guess it's just because I didn't reach out to find more, but. I didn't find a need to build or send anywhere or create a new settlement anywhere. Like sanctuary was fine. I just sent everything there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to engage in that part, Mm -hmm. then why? Yeah. Why not just stick with that one where, where it forced you to at least establish stuff. And that whole artillery strike thing you can eventually unlock. Like, yeah, that was dumb. I, (laughs) that goes back to the whole, we, we were talking about this with Alex where he had a hard time Getting over the settlement thing because it's completely optional. Later in the game, it gives you this ability to send artillery strikes mm-hmm. outside of your settlement, but the only way, the only reason you would ever use that is when you're getting attacked by raiders. Which, if you're not invested in the settlement stuff, raider attacks don't mean anything and don't matter. So like it, it's just another thing that doesn't matter at all. I had. I had one turret facing the bridge at sanctuary, like that one entrance, the bridge. And yeah. that was the extent of what I did with, with sanctuary. That's that's where I put one too because you get it tricks you into getting caught up into the sanctuary stuff. Rem, like remember that's it, at the very beginning of the game. It's it it basically pushes you in the direction of set, setting up sanctuary. Yeah. And establishing all that stuff when you don't have to. but in the, And I got to that point, too. And I I, I just remember hearing about, yes, your settlement could get attacked and things get stolen and people can take stuff. It, it never happened, but... Whatever. Never happened, yeah. I wonder if that's because I didn't do anything with the Maybe settlement. because you didn't finish... I got notifications that said, your settlement is under attack. Was it referencing sanctuary? Or did it I don't say remember... Settlement? I don't remember if it would say specifically. If it didn't say, and if specifically, it did, I didn't care. or Do anything about it. That's kind of shitty because I also had, I guess the um, the the castle thing was a, a settlement as well, right? And that's where you get the artillery strikes that we're talking about. Yeah. And I think that that got attacked once or twice, but that was part of the actual uh, quest line. That was a quest. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a shitty quest, if I recall. Like it was just all stupid. of that. All of that stuff was stupid. The, that was the Minutemen line stuff where you could just not do any of it if you don't want to. <laughs> hey, this, this area's under attack. Go help them out, or whatever that... I yeah. like how it became an internet an internet meme, essentially. That dude. Yeah, and, and Preston, Garvey Preston Garvey was like the stealth... He, he would stealthily give you quests that you didn't realize were settlement quests until you were doing them. Go help the settlement. Yeah. Yeah. They, all of that shit is stupid. I also don't care that it's in the game because it didn't impact me at all. Oh, yeah. And and that's the thing. If if they would have forced that onto the player, that would have been a terrible call. But it would have been terrible. But they didn't. It doesn't matter. No. Like, even from the very start, it's it's there if you want to. I knew I wouldn't do anything with that. Yeah. So I didn't have to. Yeah. Getting back to this, getting back into Fallout, I had spent a lot of time building up. (laughs) Another settlement just because I wanted to mess around with um, just designing something because that's what I do for my job. And I wanted to see like what I could build out of it, you know. And I, I like building games. We've talked. I got way into Minecraft for a long time. I just wanted to see what you could do. And coming back to Fallout and seeing what I started working on, I was like, this is cool. But it looks like shit, and it's because <laughs> they don't give you, they don't give you enough options to make things look cool. Like, have you it, looked it into any of the mods, any of the recent mods? Is there anything that will increase that or gives you more? Yeah, they there's people that have made mods to, um, I think add a lot more settlement items. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like doing it. You know, like I don't feel like, in, that's a mod that I don't feel like putting effort into putting in the game and then looking at what it all is because I just at this point I don't really care well, I know there was one because you know? I, I remember it was a big deal that it, it made snapping pieces easier like snapping oh. areas that's not even a mod oh, um it was a mod. it's just turning off uh collision oh. which you which you just open up the you can open up the command mm-hmm. line con- thing in pc games and you just you just turn off item collision and then you can basically put anything wherever you want and that that was when i spent a lot of time building up this house was because i looked up how to do that so i could actually like piece things exactly where i want them and that that was cool like that i would never do anything with settlements again without turning off collision wonder when mods are coming to systems because i remember them talking about that a lot and i feel like i haven't heard anything about it in a long time i don't know it's Probably gonna. St- I'm. I. I feel like I saw headlines recently that it's still like coming, but who knows when. And and that will almost certainly not be something you can do on consoles because, like I said, it's not a mod. It's <laughs> it's editing the the in game coding, <laughs> which they're not gonna let you do on a console. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. Who knows? Fallout. And and you had to be careful. Well, you know why? Because you could break your game. Th- that like you have to be careful doing that stuff because. Whenever you turn collision off, you fly. Like you can fly. There's no when when you jump, you are now flying. You're not coming back to the ground. And you can fly through the ground too. So like you could oh, you could you could really yeah. like fuck things up if you're if you don't know what you're doing. So you have to I had to like constantly be switching back from turning collision on and off whenever I wanted See, to move around or whatever. I think there is actually a mod that takes... Just automates yes. it, maybe. That you don't have to worry about That's possible, going, up I guess. And going down and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's a mod you can play as dog know. meat now. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I did. I did install a new mod, but I didn't see it in action while I was playing yet. I installed one that made the storms and like weather stuff more crazy. More but crazy? Because I thought I they it. were crazy enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. It's. It looked pretty cool, Hmm. and I was like, wow, I'd I'd be down to have this happen in the game, and just while I've been playing, they haven't happened, so I haven't seen it I still think those radiation storms are one of the coolest things across video games in general. Yeah, and I want to see what they look like with this mod, but they haven't happened. I think the only thing that rivals that is the actual weather effects in Witcher, like the storms in Witcher that will randomly hit. Like, I loved all of that. Yeah, and that was just a basic storm, but it still looked amazing. And sounded amazing. Mm. So you're enjoying your time with Fallout? I am. And and I would have probably played through all of Automatron before we recorded, but Civ upended my life again. Is it one of those things where you start a game and you don't realize how long you've been playing? Well, that happened yesterday for the first time. Yeah. Like that when I was sitting here and that war started and that was that then became my only focus was total eradication <laughs> of America. That was all That was all I was focusing on, and then like hours had slipped by, and I was like, "Shit, (laughs) I really can't help but laugh." Just overtaking America and just being attacked by Washington—it's just so funny to me. It is, and like he, and and the coolest thing about that game is that all of the uh, all of the civilizations have like underlying attributes that aren't necessarily explained to you. So like. There, there's a running joke always through the Civ games that I've known about with Gandhi. Gandhi is a warmonger <laughs> because because of a mistake in their coding from years ago that they just continued to put in every iteration of the game because it was funny. Because obviously Gandhi it was all about peace, you know? So is and he one of the leaders then, I take it? He, yeah, he can be one of the leaders. And so, like, his whole thing is that he gets... I think it gets to a point in the game where he'll just nuke everybody. <laughs> and, and like, that just doesn't make any sense, obviously. But but that's one of those things. And I'm, I'm assuming that... I'm assuming, like, one of Washington's underlying traits is that he's a conqueror. Like, he'll try and take over as many things as possible. Because early in the game, he was taking over city-states, like, as he could. Mm-hmm. Which not mo- most civilizations don't do immediately they just try and make them their allies what was germany's instead of conquering them hmm? what was germany's who you were playing as well as since i'm playing as mm-hmm. him i don't know because because i'm controlling them you know if if it was the ai controlling them who knows i don't know okay okay i get it you get what i yeah. mean i i still yeah. thought maybe you'd have some sort of attribute that Sets you apart or gives you an increase in something. Well, well, you do like that. That's what I tried explaining at the beginning. All of them have that, and the those are known. Okay. When you start playing, but the ones that like, aren't known are just that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Are just uh okay, are are computer controlled sort of things. Yeah, like an AI's propensity to like be diplomatic or be militaristic or something. You know. Yep. Okay. I was confused, but that makes sense now. Yeah. Well, I've been playing it's cool. something called State of Decay. Yeah, and I really want to know why you like this game. Uh, it, I'm having a love-hate relationship with it. Uh yeah. It was it was I didn't know that it was like one of the fastest selling games arcade games on the 360. Really? Yeah, like it it was like the first game to hit a certain amount of sales or something. It was a big deal when it came out. Um Mm. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Uh, and this, the Xbox One version, it just fixed a couple of the technical issues, although it still has quite a few of them, uh, and comes with both, yeah. both DLC contents. It was on sale, so I figured I'd check it out, and uh, Lords of the Fallen was the reason, because I figured that that's not a game that I uh, would typically like, so I figured I'd check out State of Decay. Right. Do you know anything about it? I know it's a zombie game, and it's a survival game. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. It. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. It's like an action adventure, base management, resource management, RPG. It, it it's there's so much to it that I don't think you can label it with just like one thing. I think survival's pretty. I yeah, I guess survival's probably pretty. pretty. Yeah, that makes that makes it pretty apparent what it is. But everything you do, like it's not a typical zombie game. I've never played a game like this before where like I'll, I'll be out scavenging for items and you'll see a pack of maybe four or five zombies. And in typical mm-hmm. zombie-esque games, you see that and you're like, all right, I, I'm going to go take those out real quick. You don't want to do that in this because four or five zombies can decimate you pretty quickly. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it It very much focuses on not wanting to get involved in combat. Which is a cool idea. Which is also one of the that reasons is cool. why I think you you potentially like this game. Um, frankly, what I saw of the combat, it looked like shit. But yeah, the, they don't. You don't want to get in combat. Uh, you can sneak pretty much everywhere. Um, opening doors if things are locked, like you have to weigh out: should I try to bust force through or force something. through it, which could create yeah. more noise, or do I just not go in this at all? Um the one thing that set me off a little bit is the is like the um the management from not just the base perspective but from your other survivors you have to mm. you have to manage every aspect of them for the most part like everything happens in real time so when i shut the game off and i get i log on later someone may have died because i didn't oh. i didn't like have uh i didn't have maybe a hospital at my base and someone might have gotten sick oh or someone may have went on a resource run and all of a sudden they got killed. That's really weird. It's uh, there's a lot there's a lot to this game. Like it's not apparent at first because they they throw you into it in this small area which just introduces like the basics to it. Um but it's not until you get to your first settlement that you really realize that you have to there's a lot of management From a resource perspective, that actually pertains to the characters themselves, right? If that makes sense. Yeah, I saw that they had like individual stats Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, too, and and, like like, some of the things you can't build in your base unless you get one of your characters to a certain level. Knows how to do it. Yeah, who knows how to do it. Um, Yeah, and then obviously, whenever you go out on resource runs, you can, if if you if you're friendly enough with one of the characters, you can have them come along with you, or you can say you get to an area and you can only carry a certain amount of things but you find a bunch of stuff you want you can radio back and then tell someone to come pick the stuff up but since everything is okay. but since everything's in real time it's not just hey they automatically come and get it like they can come pick this stuff right. up and on their run back if they're too far away they could get attacked and all of a sudden you have right. to go save them like it, i want to keep advancing in the story itself but I'm so concerned with managing my managing my base that it's taking up all of my time. Well, that's and that's me. That's I thought that me. was the point of the game. I didn't think there was really a story. There is. I mean, there is to an extent, absolutely. Oh. Um, I mean, it's hmm. not apparent yet, but there is one. Like, you you'll come across different survival groups, survivor groups. Like, obviously, I have my group, who's I got up to like twelve people now. But there's other groups throughout the the world like there's a family group who are kind of like a raider, like Hick sort of group. Um, Uh And then there's like an army group. And then there's a whole other town who, who are trying to get back to like the, the normal civilized way of life where civilians aren't allowed to carry weapons, even though the streets are littered with zombies. So there's all Uh these different groups around the world who you, who who you can become friendly with or who you can kind of like set off to the side and maybe even potentially kill later. Right. So this is where, like, my initial question was: like, I don't understand why you're liking this game. And I, I don't know. Is because your your avert your immediate reaction to something like Civ was I would never want to manage any of that stuff, and that's kind of what this game is. Yes. Okay. So here, here is what happened from the start. So the first two or three hours where I spent in that small little area just learning the basics, I really enjoyed because all it was was sneaking around gathering resources stealth killing zombies which is fun um yeah and then all of a sudden i get to my first base and i'm overwhelmed like i am mm-hmm. it's just this small town but there's a lot to it like you can get into every house you can find resources everywhere uh your base has a command center which um like every couple of minutes oh also, let me throw this out there: everything you build within your base, so you can have like command centers, workshops, training areas, um, bunks, which you have to make sure you have enough bunks for all your people. Each one of those individual things yep. can be upgraded and can do something to to assist you with playing. So, like the command center right. can locate resources every couple of minutes. Your watchtower, mm-hmm. you can tell them to hey start um, picking off zombies around your base to extend the to extend the safety area. Um, mm-hmm. your kitchen, you can have your cook cook a big meal for everyone, which increases your health. Um, so I, I spend all this time telling my command center to find resources to, to improve, to upgrade my individual pieces within the base. Right. And that's, yeah. that's all I've been doing. Cause they'll find something, I'll go get it, bring it back. And by the time I bring it back, they can do it again. So once uh-huh. I, once I got to that point, I kind of got lost and didn't didn't know what I was doing for a little while. Like didn't really have a reason to keep playing, like I'm just doing this over and over again. Yeah. So I was going to ask so that. So yeah. I got to that point and I'm like, I don't know if I really like this. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go start doing other missions and exploring the rest of the world. So I start doing that, and all of a sudden I realize I don't need to do that resource thing over and over again, and there are way more things happening throughout this world. And now I'm having fun mm-hmm. with it again. So I don't know. I don't know where I stand, but uh, last night. I mean, this sounds like this sounds like Fallout settlement stuff. Only it's the focus of the game. Maybe. And obviously, way more in depth than whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah. Like last night. Last night, I was I I got to this main city, and I had this one person with me to help scavenge. Um, and I was drinking a little bit. So I wasn't, I might not have been paying full attention and I'm in this building, uh, looking for resources or whatever. And whenever you're looking for resources, it's time. Like there's a little wheel that, uh, you have to hold the button down for while you search for stuff. Right. And all of a sudden I turn around and we're getting overwhelmed and my companion dies. So he's gone (laughs) forever. And I was really sad like that. Yeah. I was, I was genuinely sad. He was gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so that's that's cool that you like that there's actual permadeath. Yeah, permadeath ob obvi- permadeath obviously, but that it gets to a point where you actually feel like they're a major Absolutely. aspect of your team and whatnot. Every like you can from your uh from your inventory wheel or whatever you want to call it, your menu, it shows all the characters in your group. And it'll yeah. it'll say like they're tired or they're sick or whatever. And once mm-hmm. once the person I'm playing with gets tired, I switch to someone else so they can go rest. So like right. I'm, I'm learning all the characters' names, and like I'm genuinely worried for all of them. And whenever whenever <laughs> I like call someone for resources, I think like, all right, who's going to come get these resources? Do I want to risk them to come get these resources? Can they come get right, these resources? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. State of Decay. It's it's a unique game. I will say that it's it's unique. It's different. I I've never played something like this before. Yeah, and like I I had known the name, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that it was well received mm-hmm. and liked and whatever. Like the the general feeling on Steam is that it's very positive, which that's that's pretty high mm-hmm. on for Steam. And like maybe it's like a good bridging the gap game for stuff like this because like. It's like a survival game, and it's an intensive management game, mm-hmm. basically. But it also has the. It it has that fundamental, like I'm killing zombies. Yeah, it, which is which and is that's, fun. That's cool. I will say yeah. killing zombies. Like there's a ton of weapons. Obviously, it it yeah. gets it gets fun with things you can do, just smashing heads in and and whatnot. Like that's that's always uh-huh. fun. That will never not be fun. But I've never played a zombie game where. That's not always the best option. Yeah, that's cool, and like that makes a lot of sense. And you think it would be more common mm-hmm. in stuff like that, but isn't that kind of what Dying Light was too, though? Because like you want to avoid. St- I thought you wanted to avoid stuff in that game sometimes. I, not in I not know. in the way Save Decay does it. Okay. No, um, like it, hmm. even even if I just see two or three zombies when I'm trying to go get resources, I'm not going to attack them. I'm going to try to sneak past them. Like it, right. I, in no sense at all, do I want to ever fight at all. Wh- so even if even if it's like a like a small group like that, and you have a melee weapon where you're not going to make noise and attract other shit, no. Why not? Beca- why Why wouldn't because you? Because you're that? risking all your stamina. Because it okay. you have a stamina bar, obviously, mm-hmm. and everything you do—swinging, jumping, running—takes away your stamina. So. Fighting that right. one zombie not only is going to deplete your stamina, but it's also going to create noise, which you don't know if there's others around. So you mean oh, okay, so even melee fighting stuff makes noise. Oh absolutely. That makes sense, yeah. obviously, I guess, because like the zombies are gonna mm-hmm. growl and whatever, but uh But but okay. risking stamina so, is the big thing because if you do Yeah, if you do lose some and all of a sudden you have four or five, you need to run away, but if if you deplete your stamina bar, you pretty much like can't run or can't do anything until it boosts back up. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So you can't bring stuff with you, you. Can that? Yeah, you can bring snacks and and snacks are what increases your stamina. And you can even have your kitchen. Yeah. Can you can create more snacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's still just not worth risking it at all, especially because if you have four or five around you and one of them grabs you and starts damaging you, you can you don't have a big health bar like you can die pretty quick okay hmm so i i think you'd enjoy it solely because it's not the typical hey you have to fight everything well yeah and that's awesome mm-hmm. and like what it, the thing that i was most interested in was like how does the how does building stuff work like do you actually have agency over it or is it just kind of like picking I'm gonna build this building, and it sets where it is, and it sets how big it is, and whatever. So you have like you, do have, you get to pick any of that stuff. Kind of. I mean, it, it's kind of basic. So you can you have one home base, right? And you yeah. can move this home base to other areas once you find a place big enough. Like I just I just moved my home base to a larger one since I've been using the same base since the start of the game because I really haven't found any others. But now I found this giant yeah. warehouse. And this warehouse has more spots within it to build like the smaller areas. Like I don't I don't know what they call them. So within the home base itself, there are slots. Mm -hmm. Like you pull up your home base tab and there are slots where you can build all these other things. So Yeah, so you're not you're not let's make the other fallout comparison. You are not picking the exact spot something is being built and like positioning it in a certain way no, and whatever. No, 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 no. Okay. Like this home base I just found, it has like seven or eight slots to build things. Whereas yeah. the first one I was Yeah, at, I only See had that's four. where it's a it's a small thing, but that's where I lose interest. Because really? like Yeah, be like the the only little bit of survival experience I have is like I played a little bit of ARK. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is ARK lets you build Whatever you want, wherever you want, however you mm-hmm. want, and and that's that's what I want because I want it to feel like it's my own thing. Like well, I feel like that couldn't happen just, in this game though, in a game like State. Why from. not? I mean, Fallout does that. Like why why couldn't they have done that in that game? Like that's that's what I mean. Like it's not like it. I don't know. Be- I I don't know. I just mm. wish that's what it was, and that's where. Again, Be- well, because it just doesn't because. I mean, with everything being overridden with zombies, you can't just find an area in a yard somewhere, and all of a sudden you have to build an entire fence around it. And yeah, but see, I wish I, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah, but I, that, I don't that's think what this, I think would be really cool. This world wouldn't allow something like that. It, it's too set. I guess. And that was going to be my next question: mm-hmm. was that it's not a procedurally no. generated thing; mm-hmm. it's a set map mm-hmm. and it's a set locations. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, that's the type of game to, this is. It's not... Right, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not, like, that's not a knock against mm-hmm. it. That's just, for me, I would almost certainly never put time into this. Because I don't want... I want my own agency over basically everything yeah. if I'm going to do stuff like that. And I think this is this is the middle ground of that. Like, it doesn't give you the full, yes. but it also isn't so dumbed down that there's right. not much to do. Right. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I like I like having complete control over. Like, as dumb as it sounds, like, is this building facing this way or is it facing this way? Like that. That's what I want to do. So you don't get it. Doesn't get that involved in this. I didn't think so. But that's what. That's the only thing I hadn't like seen and wasn't sure. But like each home base allows you to have a certain number of outposts. So then any building in that surrounding area that you completely like uh, whenever you enter a house or a building or a store or anything, um, Mm -hmm. you have to like search every room before you can clear. You're essentially clearing a house like you would in real life if this ever happened. Like you have to check every room for everything. And once you clear a house, you can set that up as an outpost. Um, And all an outpost does is you can set traps throughout your outpost, like around your outpost. So there are less zombies there. if You need to escape ever. And you can also store supplies in these outposts, so each home base allows you to have a certain amount of those. So I mean, in, mm-hmm. in some sense, you are kind of choosing where you want those outposts throughout the world, but your home base itself okay. is still it's still set on where you choose and yeah, what you pick, what you put in there. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just what I'd want out of something yeah. like this, and I never really had much interest in this game in the first place. I, but i don't know why i i don't know why i ended up getting it i mean i wanted to play it a long either. time ago when it came out for xbox one yeah cuz you did mention it a long time ago yeah and it was on sale and i finished lords and i'm i don't really have much else right now i was going to ask if the only reason you're playing this is it's like an in between thing it is but i think like, it's a good in between thing yeah like i was i was between this so i was between this and shadow warrior when i was out figuring out what I wanted to play. And yeah. as much as I've been wanting to play Shadow Warrior, I did look at that from the perspective of of like this is just an why why are you why playing, am I it? playing it? This is just another game that is just mindless action. Yep. Whereas that's the only reason I want to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> but after something like Lords where there was a little bit more involved kind mm-hmm. of like I wanted to continue that uh, maybe right. one step further to see if I am kind of changing my point of view on these types yeah. of games. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. At least it did something like that. Again, it's it's a it's a catalyst. Yeah, but see, Lords is a catalyst to some things that you're not used to. A week from now, though, I'll be back to the mindless shooting with Quantum Quantum Break, but that's okay. That's allowed every once in a while. I can't. I can't wait to see what the consensus on that game is. <laughs> I have very high hopes solely because I really enjoyed Alan Week, and it's the same team. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. It looks like really shitty shooting. <laughs> oh, I also bought... And that's why I don't want to play it. I also bought uh, the Gear of War Ultimate collection, or whatever the first one was called. I don't think that was called the Ultimate. Ultimate Edition, Ultimate edition. or something. I mean, it was it was $10. It's on sale for 10 bucks. so hell with it. I picked it up. I'll play I'll play through the campaign again. I might even play some multi. So I'm excited. To get, yeah, uh, whenever whenever that was open to play before it came out a while ago... Can't do that multiplayer anymore. Yeah, I, that's why I'm a little bit worried about four. Well, the beta starts on the twenty April twenty fourth, I think. It's an open beta. That's cool. That's really soon, yeah, actually. So that'll be worth. There's two betas in April. The uh, Battleborn is the second week, I think, too. So. Mm. Yeah, like playing playing Gears again, and it was only the first one. So, and they made a lot of improvements with two and three, especially multiplayer wise, but. Playing one's multiplayer again with that Ultimate Edition beta that they did like a while ago. No interest. Why I, not? I I don't know. I just did not like playing it. It didn't feel good anymore. It felt did clunky. you play a lot of the? Did you play a lot when it came out? Oh oh my god! Yeah, I played. When I played, we played all those. Yeah, I, we right. played two and three the most. But when Gears of War was the first game I got on three sixty, I played the shit out of that game, like multiplayer and stuff. It's it just it didn't age well. Like it didn't feel right. It felt weird. I was I was honestly I was getting stomped. So that probably had a lot to do with it mm. too. I was doing absolutely horrible. But it just didn't. I didn't like playing it. I wasn't having fun. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know how much of the multi I'll play, but I definitely want to play through that campaign again. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It was. I remember it being more of a survival horror type of thing. Mm, there's like one part of it where it's like a survival horror game. Yeah, but uh, I also forgot I'll be able to play the Gears Four beta on the 18th. I guess if you if you play the Ultimate Collection, you get a week early access. Mm. So it's definitely open. It's open on the 24th. On the 24th. Well, wait, wait, okay. wait. No, the- no, it's not. I think they send people codes. I don't know how you sign up for it though.
1: I'm uh, not. Don't quote
0: right. me on that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything. Might want to look into that. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. So, has anything happened in the past week, news-wise? No. the The one thing that I thought was worth just mentioning is that the PlayStation VR pre pre-order, orders are actually doing really well. I guess. Mm-hmm. And and I, f- I kind of figured it was gonna sell well because PlayStation Four has such an install base already, that just like statistically. So many will probably just be on board for VR anyway. <laughs> so that's that's a little interesting. I, st- I still kind of really want to see it play something. Well, I do too. But I I told you outside of the podcast that like Giant Bomb did their first quick look mm-hmm. of a VR game. Looks like shit. <laughs> now, do you think it's it, because it just does? It just like they they it sucks and it's unfair. But and. Good on these guys for taking that first step and getting and showing it to people that haven't been able to try it, but it looks like n- nothing worth buying a piece of equipment for, putting time into anything but it looks really like see it, like you said though it's unfair because the point of VR. Is is VR. It's not to watch I wouldn't want to but it doesn't matter. I wouldn't even like the game, I wouldn't want to play. Yeah. I wouldn't want to experience that. Just because it's in VR, I wouldn't want anything to be. Yeah, with but the that's game. just that game. I mean there there may be some games that I know. And it was just PlayStation VR. It was just that one game. What did they have know, to say about it? Like what were they saying though? Obviously they're excited about it. And and that's what I've been I've been thinking about this a lot with Games media in general is that I think a majority of people in games media are very excited for VR because it's something different. Yeah, something and new to write about. And so they've been so entrenched in the same kind of stuff for how many years that for them this is exciting. Mm-hmm. For for me, not at all. That that did nothing for me at all. And and it's been the same problem where we can't try it anywhere it's expensive and it doesn't necessarily look like anything really crazy and and it just seems like it's getting it's getting so hyped and so talked about because the specific people that have a voice can be excited about something totally new like like giant bomb universally is very excited for v r like there there's like maybe one or two people in their crew that are tepid, mm-hmm. and like everybody else I listen to is excited about it like it it's it's just not something that is really getting i don't know talked negatively about too much other than the price, which whatever like if you're on board, you're on board, come this holiday, they might be cheaper. But, I mean, I don't know. You don't have a PlayStation 4. No. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yet. Like, I I just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. But it could very well be because because we don't have access to it. Like, I know. you know, you could put it, come that day, you could put it on and you could be blown away. Chances are slim of that happening, but that could be why. Yeah, I just... Again, that one game—it was a move controller game too. It was—it looked like a Wii game. It looked like a game where you, all, the yeah. most interesting thing was that you swing a sword, and that's real stupid. And I don't want to do that. I—I mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that was a bad, maybe a bad choice of games. The first show. I think so too. But like, that's what this company is making. That's their first VR game that they're putting like out. For, like so for like, VR, I'm gonna want to play games like Adrift. I'm gonna want to play games like. I don't even know what crytex is called, but it's like mountain climbing, and like rock scaling. Yeah, see, like I think experience. I I'd want to use VR as an experience as opposed to a game. I don't even really want to play games. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. the it, that's that's what this kind of drove home was that. Okay, maybe games aren't really going to be that great. It it could be like down the road more interesting other things, and and that's cool. That's fine. But it would be cool if games were cool with it too. It just doesn't. See, I, I have. I don't have. I don't have high hopes at all. I think. I think it's gonna be another gimmick, and then create a niche niche community specifically on PC. I don't think PlayStation VR is really gonna do much. But but with PlayStation though, they're like you said, the consumer base is so high. Like it might sell well. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. The the Wii sold really mm-hmm. well so yeah well i i never really expected to want to play games in the vr i've always just wanted to experience, experience i did things. i mean i yeah i mean i don't know i think i'm way more excited I just just how just how engaging like a first person game like firewatch could be you know like yeah but see okay the, now just put just put that in a vr thing and like maybe do something along those lines like that could be but cool. that goes back to the argument like I don't want to get into this, but how much of a game is Firewatch as opposed to an actual experience, like a a, a simulator? No. Yeah, that's a that's a whole dumb other argument. argument. It is a game. Firewatch is a game. That's it. And everything but on VR, you could be considered a game too. Sort of. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I'm saying, I'm just saying, like in terms of like, it's a rendered thing. Mm-hmm. It's a video game. It's not like, oh, I'm just stepping in. I'm just putting on this headset and I'm in Rome. Like wandering around Rome, that's what I mean. I'm saying like first-person yeah. stuff like that could still be interesting. I'm somehow. I'm way more excited for Hololens and to see what what happens with that. That's gonna be super weird too. That I, yeah, that's like a that's a different thing. I'm much more hopeful for that turning into something as opposed to VR. Yeah, I I just. It's hard to not be pessimistic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that—that's all. And and I already was from the beginning. But then now that we got like, you know, s- kind of some first footage, like there there have been like clips of games available, especially Oculus demos and stuff. But this is like a full game. Like it is a game that is shipping with PSVR. So they showed. I don't they know. showed price points too, because that's always something I was wondering about: is how much these games are going to be costing. Oh, really? I didn't see any of there's, that. There's a whole list of all the games launching with it was either VR or Oculus. Um and it had a price, it, had, it prices? had prices for every game and it ranged anywhere from like 10 bucks or something smaller to I think 40 was the highest one I saw. Yeah, I I would I would expect full price actually. What 60? Like 60. I don't think I saw yeah. any 60. Oh, uh, well, that's surprising actually. I'll find that list and send it to you after the after this just so you can see it. Yeah. That's where, that's where like, that. I think a lot of it is going to be tech demo stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very short, and you just show your friends, mm-hmm. and then what? What, what? Wonder how it's going to, like, when it comes to people not being able to handle it. Like, if the people out there who put it on, they, I don't know, get sick, or... I've always been worried about that. Or, like, how that. long it'll take to adjust, or... hmm like, long-term effects? wonder if there's anything to worry about. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I know people are doing... Yeah. Certainly doing research on stuff like that. In terms of how it affects the human mind and whatever. But, yeah. I don't know. VR. Who knows when I'll ever try it. It's like something I really want and we said last week we'll never ha- we'll never really have impressions of it, but it is something I'd like to have an impression of or like something, you know. Get an Oculus for Christmas. Uh, okay. Sounds like a worthy investment. I should just buy a Playstation 4 and play Bloodborne. Just for the rest of your life, just play Bloodborne. No, but that would be cheaper than buying an Oculus. I'll get a PS4 when the 4.5 comes out. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to see what that is too. Anything else major? I'm I'm very excited for E3. Like yeah. this this is shaping up to be a Well an information heavy E3. Well let's just say I'm excited for the time frame E3 is in because a lot of companies aren't actually in, in E3 anymore. I'm not interested in any of those companies anyway. Uh, I wanna know what I want to know what Microsoft is up to. I want to know what Sony is up mm-hmm. to, and I want to know what the hell Nintendo is up to with their. Oh, and they're they're bound to show open. something this year. They have. They to. have to. Yeah. yeah, they've they've said that they're going to,
1: with, especially with they all have those to.
0: rumors of the Wii U stopping production by the end of the year. Yeah, the and which was denied or something, okay. and then the somebody somebody trolled the internet with the fake Nintendo controller. I think that was great. This is so funny. Yeah. Whatever. I I, I Good still, thing that's fake, because that looked like I shit. I still think it's fun how really no one knows a damn thing about the NX. And that was... Well, nobody, sh- nobody really should. Yeah. It's not... How would that get out? Yeah, I mean, I guess. But it's like one of those things with how many people are behind it for all those people to never say anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no- nothing has really leaked. I don't know that. I, I'm trying to think of like what else in the past has really like that was important enough to leak, like an Xbox or a PlayStation. But, like you know that those are in development. So like what is, is the there to difference leak is that people though is when it comes to about. the Xbox and the PlayStation, you know all it is is an Xbox and a PlayStation. Yeah, we don't Nintendo's even know what the difference. Nintendo's different, sure, but like the I think the same thing happened with Wii, where nobody really knew what it was, mm. and it was called the Revolution for how yeah. long, and like. Yeah. Project Natal. No one really knew what yeah, that was. And no one knows what it is now either, because it's just wiped off. <laughs> we will never sell an Xbox without a Kinect. That joke needs to die at some <laughs> point. Um, I want to mention Daredevil that... real quick. Okay. I have one episode left. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm watching this season is because of The Punisher. Yeah, And I was telling you the other day that why I think I like the Netflix Marvel universe is that it's more of a focus on the antagonists and the villains. Like the first season of Daredevil had Fisk and Fisk was fucking sweet. Like that's, that was that entire season was what's going on with Fisk with, with Pretty Daredevil. Much. It was the purple man, like purple man yeah. made that show. Or you mean, you mean Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and now Darede- Daredevil season two, there's no real villain until about three quarters of the way through. It's 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 Weird. almost like what like with what typical seasons of shows do, where the first season's kind of like the introductory to characters, and then the yep. second season is like, okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. It's almost like they yep. reverse that with Daredevil, and the first season was okay, here's this cool world, but the second season is now, all right, let's let's focus more on the characters and what's going on. And I don't like Daredevil. I don't like the character. No, I don't at either. All. Like, I didn't. I didn't like him immediately in the first season, and that was why I almost didn't even finish. I it. don't. I don't really like him as an actor, and that's unfair. But I just, I just. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I've never even seen that guy no. before, but he makes it makes me not care about Daredevil, the name of the show. Yeah, I, like I don't. I I could care about Daredevil at all, but between the Punisher and some other people that show up it's gotten more interesting but again that's because of the villains it's not because of Daredevil right yeah i uh for for how not crazy about it you are even if you technically are saying you mm-hmm. like it i may never actually watch it i i think there's kind of just no point yeah cuz i'm not that interested at all really in the first it's, place man i almost wish it was like a 5 episode season which just purely focused on punisher because I will I mean, say he's yes. fucking, he's, it's my favorite version. It's my favorite portrayal of The Punisher. And it, he's brutal. I kind of wish brutal. that the Netflix, yeah, yeah. I kind of wish that the Netflix stuff avoided typical TV show lengths. Like, I they have that power to just kind of do whatever they want, and it would be much more interesting to do a really focused, short, couple episode thing. Like a mini series Every so often. Yeah. Yeah, like that would be really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, I mean, I know you didn't like the first season of Daredevil all too much, but if you ever get bored, maybe watch a couple episodes just to see, see where it's going. You'll be able to tell if you like it. But but that's what I'm saying is I basically didn't like the first season really anyway. And this, I mean, this season, <laughs> So, is, like, why would I bother? It it is different. It's very different from the first season. Hmm. So it might be the change of pace you'd you'd like. I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm, I think my time might be invested better elsewhere. I, I do agree. That's the that's the problem. Yeah, I agree. Like a couple episodes is three hours, right? Well, they're yeah, they're forty minute episodes. Okay. What whatever, two and a half hours. <laughs> Hell, when I'm done, I'll sum up the entire season for you. <laughs> I could like not much goes on. But sure. w- will you watch I considered I considered just reading what happened in Batman versus Superman cuz I want to know why it's so I'm bad. I'm seeing that tomorrow. It Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think i will end up liking it. But uh will will you watch Jessica Jones season 2 cuz I know you like that. Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah. So so that, that's where like immediate difference between Daredevil <laughs> and that show is that I liked the first season a lot. It had some really boring episodes, but for the most part Pretty good, the whole time. Daredevil, no. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's, it's no. all because Daredevil was kind of a shitty character. Yeah, he is a shitty character. Okay. Like, I just don't care about him. And, so. and then they introduce Electra, and Elektra is just fucking waste. Uh, yeah, I don't care about any of that stuff. Like, I'm already hardly interested in the superhero anything in the first place, no. so... It's just, like, all, all barriers for me to even bother spending any time on anything. And the next one is Luke Cage, which who knows how that'll be. I liked him in Jessica Jones, but now I'm starting to wonder if I'd really care, you know, for his own thing. I sort of don't. Jessica Jones, <laughs> and then there'll be an Iron Fist. I think, and yeah. I don't know any of the other ones. But yeah, yeah. I've been watching that all week. And then Batman vs. Superman tomorrow. That's my life right now. Can't wait for you to love that movie oh, I'm, and be like, critics are so stupid. I think I'm <laughs> not getting into that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I tried to bait you a little bit, but there's no point. It's, it's, it all comes down to that whole review thing that numbers are, I don't understand assigning numbers to anything, video games, movies, shows. Haven't seen numbers for Batman. All I see is don't see it. Uh, Like, I think. Doesn't even need a number. I think the critics are like at 40% and audience is like eight out of tens. It's yeah, I it's mean it's very, very mixed from an audience perspective. Like it's super split between it's bullshit and then it's super split between I love it. But there's no real middle. But, let me let me uh rephrase. I don't even know i m I couldn't even tell you a movie critic. I guess I'm getting that information from gaming stuff. So I would consider that yeah, yeah. the audience, basically. Not not even really critics. Like, I guess like a like multiple gaming people are like don't see this you yeah know? yeah we'll see we'll see as usual as usual yes because daredevil got raving or not daredevil uh oh my god I feel like a complete idiot uh the r-rated marvel one that just came out I want to say that De- Deadpool. Deadpool I want to say daredevil and then Deathstroke because I've been watching so much Batman but yes, Deadpool. That was overwhelmingly received. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. Critics and um, audience alike. You said you really liked I it. I did really like it, but I was surprised it was so well received from like a critic perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it was finally violent, and the fact that superhero stuff isn't violent yeah. is dumb as shit. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say about Daredevil. Daredevil? All right, well, let's uh, end it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. You can find us every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Android, podcast services, Google Play at some point. I don't even know what happened with all that. Follow us on Twitter, at 2v1podcast. Let us know what you think. Maybe leave us a review. And uh, We're getting good at this. Thanks for listening. Thanks.